I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Greetings and welcome. I want to play a game. In the late 1990s, at the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, two of horror's greatest minds would meet for the first time. After... James Wan showed his short film Zombie Apocalypse to the rest of his media arts class. Fellow student Lee Winnell approached him. The pair bonded over their love of horror movies. A few years down the road, post film school graduation and living in poverty, they decided to build a movie for $5,000 that would be shot inside a single room with only two people. Do you like scary movies, Sydney? Hello again, and welcome to the first of two special episodes in the series, a deep dive into our favourite horror pieces. In this episode, we'll be taking a look at Saw, released in 2004, from director James Wan and writer Lee Winnell. This torture porn epic was admired for its soap-like drama, its low-budget production, and its gritty and odd editing style. I'm Jordan Paul. An actor, photographer, and horror fanatic. And joining me again for your daily dose of screams is writer and director Theo Trainer. Hello, Theo, darling. Welcome again to the podcast. Well, I am, yeah. You excited about this episode? I'm excited. It's a shake-up in the structure. It's a shake-up in society. And we're just having a little deep dive, a dive deep into our favourite horror classics. I've obviously went ahead this week. I'm premiering with, I think... My the world's worst kept secret, my favorite horror franchise of all time, Saw. Yeah, you don't yeah. shy away from it. I love Saw. What are your thoughts on Saw? I want to know that going in. Obviously, I'm a fan. Um, I want to know what your thoughts on the franchise are currently. Well, before I do, I'm going to move the microphone a bit closer to you, and you're Sorry. probably going to hear this audience. Oh, you like that? Oh, it's 4D. Um, my experience with Saw is only two of the films. I think. Oh, okay, what ones? Do you remember? Can't remember. <laughs> The one that starts with public execution, I think. <gasps> 3D! And, oh, right then. And is that the final one? No, I saw... S- well, I saw the final one. Six or seven. So, have I seen the worst ones? <laughs> Listen, I love Saw, and I'm not going to shit on anyone's filmmaking capabilities, but you saw some of the least favourite of the fans. But, okay. but, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine, because... Yeah. In this little episode, I'm going to have a deep dive. We're going to talk all things Saw. We're going to talk about the initial idea, where it came from, where it went, 
We're going to talk about what actually happens in the film. We're going to talk about why it happens in the film. We're going to talk about the reception of the film. We're going to talk about the film. Mm. Saw, have you heard of it? <laughs> well, all I'm thinking about is if you're going to keep that burp that you did in the beginning in. Stop. <laughs> no, I'm not. So don't get no. too excited. Okay. That was disgraceful. Fuck's sake. So... I'm going to talk. I obviously have a lot of notes, but if anything isn't clear, Theo Trainer, I want you to interrupt me. You're my audience today. Yeah. Um, You're the audience's... What's the word? What's that trope when the character is, like, the audience? Uh, The character's the audience. You know when there's, like, know. a character like a in film? No. It kind of is. The only way I can describe you it is... see it through their eyes, or...? Sort of, like, you know Victoria and Cats? Where she's what? like, what is all this happening? She's oh, is that like, the audience's it... eye. Oh, when they introduce that character for the yeah, film. Yeah, is that just what it's called? The audience's eye? I can't remember. Uh, you know the character who's like, wait, what's happening? Like, almost like, for, like the audience. dare did. I say, Harry Potter. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But, but I think that wasn't helpful. No, Similar what, vibe, do you think? That is the vibe. Like, he's he doesn't know what's going on. Well, like, he's, you know, we, we get Sorry to JK Rowling. Yeah, no. No, sorry no, no sorry. No, sorry to JK Rowling. Sorry to her fans, but it's not about her today. Today, we're it's talking... never about her. Saw! <laughs> that was me um, editing in the laugh. So, Saw is like one of the most original and truly scary horror scenarios in any horror movie, right? And considering the budget one and now we're working on, literally $1.2 million. Oh, tell me any film today that can be made on $1.2 million. You can't. I don't know. What do you mean the $5,000 you mentioned earlier? Was that dollars a- That was our like initial thing. I'll get to it, don't you be worried. Okay. Um, and the fact that the entire movie was shot in 18 days. It's amazing that it was able to become a blockbuster hit and an instant masterpiece like it has. This movie was a widely successful film, both at the box office, ranking in over $100 million. Oh, that's one of the biggest, like... Literally, they had, like, a 100% return on their budget. Insane. Whoa. And in generating a huge cult fan base, like me, who have continued to enjoy the franchise for almost two decades now. That's mad. Oh. So I came out in 2004. Yeah. And 19 you were, you were years ago. when you were three years old. I was. I was like, wow! I went like that. Um, and with the franchise gearing up to release its 10th installment this September, uh, we have to stop, take a page out of John Kramer's book, and ask ourselves, what the fuck did we do to end up here? Okay. <laughs> so, the movie saw was more than two guys in a room trying to figure out how they got there and how to get out. The movie was about following in the footsteps of self-made directors and success stories. People like Kevin Smith and Robert Rodriguez, two of James Wan and Lee Winnell's heroes. And James Wan states that both Winnell and himself had several ideas over the years. That they, they were very hard on one another and constantly rejected each idea. They even considered a movie about nightmares as well as astral projection. Wait, Isn't that insane? Wait, and then that kind of... Happened with Insidious, no, didn't it? Yeah, the recent one. Yeah. Well, no, no, the first one was about that after yeah. production and all that. It came out a while it's after. It was stuck. after James I know, yeah, yeah. Name. But you have to like picture it here. They're recent graduates. Okay, they both came from Australia. They realised um, they were trying to sort of get Saw picked up in Australia, and no one was really biting. And they realised to make a film of this magnitude, to make a film of this scale, they needed to go to America, baby, go to Hollywood, and they went. And I think for them, Saw was really... I don't think for them, Saw was as much as making a good film. I think it was more of proving themselves as creatives. Lee Winnell wanted to prove himself as a screenwriter. James Wan wanted to prove himself as a director. And I feel like that for them is... Like, like they both openly say in interviews now that Saw isn't a masterpiece. It's not great. That was not like, does it get them incredible. Yeah, but it got them where they are and they're thankful for Saw. Okay. From that, do you know what I mean? So after they find... Go for it. It's good. The great twist. It's done well. (laughs) That's right, they finally come up with the idea. Yeah. And there was a lot to come up with to get their dream into motion. They already determined the movie would focus around the story of two guys in a room with a dead body, a gun and a tape recorder. And they already determined the twist, which is the end of the movie, and the saw traps would be critical. The parts that were missing were the guts of the movie. The stuff that happened in between. Lee took over this part and wrote a 
killer fucking script. James worried heavily about producers' belief in him as a director, so he insisted they shoot a short scene on their own money, which James admits is mostly Lee's money at the time, and the two of them wind up impressing everyone with their shoestring budget clip that is the birth of Saw. Hmm. And this proved successful in 2003, as producers from Evolution Entertainment were immediately attached, and also formed a horror genre production label, Twisted Pictures. Yeah. Um... Lee's money? Yeah. Was he... What do you mean? As Ubo, he was, but I, I think he sort of came from a way but more. Dollar oh, dollar. Okay. So he sort of paid for so most of it. So producers sort of like... Mm. Yeah, no one was really biting with just like the script. So they were like, you know what? One scene of this, we'll do it. If they show you pitch one, that. If you show us one scene? Well, no. It, it wasn't if you do this, then we'll think about it. It was more on their behalf. They were like, oh, we'll do this because we have faith in our thing. So once we ourselves make this scene happen, uh-huh. we show it to them. They'll go lovely, great. Then we'll put more. Actually, fun fact: Lee Winnell actually in the um short film, the short film, the clip, um plays Amanda. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, yeah. In what scene? Do we know? Um, we don't actually. Oh. I haven't seen it. I can't find it anywhere. Which is so annoying. Shipping the special features of the DVD. It's not. That's the most annoying thing. Uh, <laughs> And you know, Theo, I have the box that I've been looking, I've been hunting, hoping and praying. She's in my room. Um, So, Saw was first screened on January 19th in its entirety um, at the 2004 Sundance Film Festival before being released in North America on October 29th, 2004 by Lionsgate. The film received generally mixed reviews from critics, but grossed $103.9 million worldwide to become one of the most profitable horror films since Scream. Which cast from 1996. Four years before the millennium, four years after, we have horror and horror. Yeah, we are. Um, what were the. Why were mixed? What were the negatives that people didn't like? A lot of the people the, didn't like the editing style. Oh, you mean the. Whoosh, 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 the punk rock, heavy metal, everything's green, everything shakes real quick. Right. Um, but basically, a lot of that came from. Obviously, the traps are such a vital part of the movie and part of the series. And they, they didn't have the budget to do it well. Okay. In so, the first film. So they were masking it a wee bit? Yeah. For example, the razor wire um, trap. What was that? Basically, it's like this guy who's in a trap because he's, he doesn't appreciate his life. Basically, that's the whole premise of Jigsaw's traps. If you don't appreciate your life, he makes you appreciate it or you can die. He gives you the option. Right. Fight to live or die. Um, so he's not a murderer in that sense, but we'll get onto that later. Um, uh, oh, is that one he's like tangled in it? Like, yeah, he, gets... he basically, he was like self-harming. Oh, um, Jigsaw oh. got word of it and he says, no, no. So he puts him in a trap Let's of make your razor wire. And he has to like crawl through that and like cover his body and cuts to like escape. He doesn't, he dies. Oh. But um, I should probably say, there there will be spoilers in this. Oh yeah. Um, If you haven't seen Saw, grow up. Um, <laughs> you love saying that recently. <laughs> grow up. It's one of my favourite terms. Grow up. Because I'm 22. And Tell I'm me so what to do. Grow up. Um, but no, basically he dies. But in the um, like thing, it's like really fast. Like, like oh yeah, I've like, seen yeah. it. He goes, wait, 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 wait. It's like literally think of it recorded well times like 50 speed. Oh yeah, they speed them up. I'm is is the bear trap in the first one? Yeah, Amanda, okay, where she's like throwing her head. Um, it is pretty comical now, but it worked. I mean, done well. Um. It's a good way of cutting corners. It really was. <laughs> and because as well, when you watch it, even now, like, you don't go, this is cheap. You go, oh, this is interesting storytelling. <laughs> this is interesting right. cinematography. Um, which is really funny to me, I guess. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to go in and talk, I would say, a bit. I've got three pages of notes on the plot. Um, I'm going to talk us through the plot. Okay. Any oh. questions? Any little... <gasps> Moments of the first you movie. Sit and pause. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about the first movie. Um, obviously, it's an entire franchise now. I saw Tens coming out this year, um, which <laughs> I'll get onto a bit later and talk a little bit more about that. But for this episode, I really wanted to focus on the original Saw. You know, the Saw that gave us John Kramer, Lawrence Gordon, gave us Amanda. It gave us everything we know and love. It gave us an iconic voice. It gave us Belly the Puppet. It gave us Belly. Belly the Puppet. Um, Belly's on everyone. the tricycle. Ballet, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so, starts off, right? So, like, you have, like, Lionsgate, ooh, <laughs> all that credits ooh. and shit. And then you see Adam, he's a photographer, right? Like me. And he awakens <laughs> in a, like, shit 
ugly looking bathtub and his ankle is shackled to a pipe. And Dr. Lawrence Gordon, who's an oncologist, like a doctor vibe, obviously he's Dr. Lawrence Gordon, is shackled across the room. Well, also be a on a doctor pipe, in but they like can't, they can't reach media? each other. So they're like far away, like, oh, can't yeah, reach. Uh-huh. But right, between them, in between them, is the body of a man who appears to have committed suicide. <gasps> suicide? He's literally on the floor, face down, in like pile of blood. Um, I love yeah. pile of blood. And <laughs> on one hand, a pile. he has a pistol and he has like a wee cassette recorder in his other hand. And you're like, Ugh. and then like Adam gets the like recorder after both of them locate like a tape in their pockets. Oh, to put in the recorder. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, think of it this way. It's like you have Spotify on your phone, <laughs> but you don't have a speaker on your phone. No, so no. You have to find a speaker Bluetooth. to play from Spotify. Yeah. It's like that. The Bluetooth but devices successfully connected. The Bluetooth device. Oh, let's not do that. Has <laughs> successfully connected. Edit that out. Um, no, that's for all my more Iron people. They okay. know what that is. No. Um, so yeah, that happens and they get them and they like find the things and then they listen to the tapes and Adam's clip encourages him to live he says live Adam live you better live Adam you better live girl and whilst Gordon Dr. Lawrence Gordon's tape says you have to kill Adam before six or else your wife Alison and your daughter Diana will be slain that's so sad Jigsaw's holding them captive he sends see this little man who you think you know but you don't know if you know you have to kill him before six o'clock otherwise So he's like, oh no, because obviously he's a doctor. He has signed the Hippocratic Oath. The Hippocratic Oath? Yeah. He's like, basically, you have to help everyone. You can't endanger anyone or anything, I guess. It's more like doctors' oath that everyone has to. Yeah. Even if they're like. Even if literally you could get like the most um, vile person. Hitler could come into your ward, like, die, and you have to save him. Yeah. That's the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. Anyway. Like, whenever they get, like, murderers who have tried to hurt themselves yeah but anyways so we're still in the toilet right and Adam discovers a bag which has two hacksaws Oh, okay. hacksaws you know like from technology in school oh, yeah it's hacksaws. like it's just like the the, the one with like the wee like blade, blade and then it's like a yeah they can't see this I'm so bad for Paul Gaston I think he'd be like zhoo with my hands it's for cutting things I think it's for cutting wood no, at, like, where you can, like, change, go at angles and all, like, go... It's basically, yeah, I think a hacksaw is, like, small and a big think, saw, so that you have more control. Bonesaw? I don't know the saws. I only know the films. I think bone saws are similar in style. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that was two on the nose, I didn't go. Anyways, um, so they're there and they have the bag with the hacksaws, and both men are like, oh, we need to, like, get off these chains, like, this is how we're going to get out, like, maybe wrestle, we don't know. Oh, yeah. maybe wrestle! Um, but Adam, photographer, his yeah. saw breaks. <gasps> Um, so they're like, oh, like, we can't actually break through this metal. And then that's when Dr. Lawrence Gordon realises that the saws aren't for the metal. They're for the feet. Feet. And recognises that the captor is the jigsaw killer. A serial killer who tests his victim's desire to survive with lethal traps known as games. Who Gordon is familiar with because mm. he was once a suspect. For this jigsaw the killer. The thought he was the jigsaw killer. He's not the first. And he wasn't. He's not the first. And honey, he won't be the last. Sweet. Um, is there a movie that goes into the first? Yeah, there is. It's called Jigsaw, isn't it? No. No? There is no movie no. that is his first? Killings? Yeah. yeah. There isn't? Yeah, there is. There's just no jigsaw. Oh. Um, we'll get into it. Oh, is it so, I this is then when we have a wee... Basically, I want to also say at this point, the chronology... Chronology? The chronology? Chronology, that word of Saw is fucked up. Not even in from like which movie takes place when, but even in the film you'd be watching scene and then scene. Like, worse than Oppenheimer? Genuinely worse than <laughs> Oppenheimer. So anyway, now we're in the bathroom we go five months earlier. Gordon was interrogated by detectives David Tapp and Stephen Singh. Remember their names? Okay. David Tapp, Stephen Singh, who discovered his pen light at the scene of one of Jigsaw's games while discussing the terminal brain cancer of patient John Kramer. Right, that's when they're talking to him. Okay. John Kramer... Think ahead. John Kramer is sitting in this bed while they're talking to him, being like, we found your pen line. Whatever. Um, but Gordon's alibi cleared him, but he agreed to hear the evidence of heroin junkie Amanda Young, the only known survivor of one of Jigsaw's traps, who was forced to kill and dismember a man in order to release herself from a revolving bear trap. Using oh. the videotape from Amanda's game, Tap and Singh eventually found Jigsaw's warehouse. They arrested Jigsaw and rescued a man from the trap there. 
but Jigsaw injured Tap and fled. Singh pursued Jigsaw down a little hallway, oh. but while doing so, so basically he like shoots Jigsaw, pfft, yeah, and Jigsaw's there, and he like John Kramer, um, like runs after John Kramer, but doesn't see. Obviously, it's baby trapped as fuck. So like he like gets like, and then there's all shotguns, pfft, shoots him. Well, doesn't shoot himself. Hits a trap that shoots himself. Anyways, okay, kills him dead. He's gone. And then we go back in the present. Oh, so, so you get a flashback. Yeah. Okay. That was a little like, oh, what happened there? Ah, we're here. Back um, so the, we're back, back in the bathroom. No, yeah. No. no, we're not. Oh, we're not. We're back bathroom. in the present, right? It's the present day, but we're not in the bathroom yet. And Allison and Diana, um, Dr. Lawrence Gordon's wife and daughter, are being held captive in their flat as their abductor monitors Adam and Gordon through a secret camera. Yeah. Tap, remember him? He was... Sorry, pardon me. I'm so disgusting. Oh, my God. Who was sacked from the police force after Singh's death. Yeah. has grown fascinated with the Jigsaw case and is certain that Dr. Lawrence Gordon is the murderer as he watches the house hosting both hostages, right? So he's there in like a wee house across the street vibe looking out the window. He's like, that's a house. They're there, the hostages. He's like, I know it's Dr. Lawrence Gordon's got them. Like, I know it, I know it. He has all photos on the walls. It's all very loud, right? right. Um, but on the other hand, right? So we're back in the room, um, back in the toilet and Dr. <laughs> Lawrence Gordon discovers a... Bu- I can't say... Lawrence, I can't say Gordon. I have to always give him Dr. Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Because that's not <laughs> a good name. Um, so he discovers a box, a little box, with two cigarettes, a lighter, and a one-way mobile. You can't make calls on it. You can only receive, right? Oh. So he then like he's like, we're in his mind. Flashback, he recalls being kidnapped in a parking garage by a pig-masked figure. <gasps> Oh, and then that like triggers Adam, the photographer, and he remembers his own kidnapping, which can I say is the best scene in any horror film in the history of the (laughs) world. Genuinely, let me set this scene. He goes into his house. I think I I think he thinks like someone's broken in or something. There's a blackout. There's no electric, but he's a photographer. He has the flash from his camera, and he like walks around and goes. yeah. He uses the flash to like, get like wee snapshots of light in his apartment. Uh-huh. And it's all going well and good. And he's arrived home. And he goes... And he goes into his dark room. You know where he keeps all his photos? Yes. He's a photographer. And there's like a wee... Pig mask. Pig mask right in your face. Oh. Fuck me. It still gets me going and jumping and screaming. I always... I haven't seen this scene. I pictured it with no music. But I know there was. I almost just imagine. I don't actually think there was. It was very that, like, on edge. Yeah. Um, but this is where, basically, sorry to backtrack a bit. In the parking garage, we've been there before, and if you'd be like, we flashbacks. Yeah. Someone keeps taking photos of Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Don't know who it is. Like, you can just see the flash, and he's like, what the fuck is that? Like, he doesn't know. It's him. In this dark room. It's Adam. Oh. The person he's trapped in the bathroom with has been taking photos of Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Okay. But Dr. Lawrence Gordon doesn't know that. You don't know. So, right, then, <laughs> we're back in the hostage room. Okay. And Alice and the wife phones Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Sorry. Can we, it's one of the, the th- there's locations that we keep coming back to. So there's the bathroom. The bathroom the is the main room. one. The hostage room. Is there a detective? we're about the place. The detectives are moving because they're trying to okay. contact, they're trying to find Jigsaw, essentially. Right, yes. Picture it like this. We have Jigsaw A, Jigsaw yep. B, which is the hostage room. Yes. And detectives are going everywhere trying to locate either one. Okay. But then we also have sub C location, which is uh, Tap, who is the police officer who was like because Singh was killed. Right. So he was like he was like axed out of the force. Right. Uh-huh. So now he's like AWOL. Not AWOL because he doesn't work for them anymore. But he's like gone insane trying to chap Jigsaw because he thinks it's Doctor Lawrence. Oh, Gordon. he's like you know not knowing that his wife and Doctor Lawrence Doctor Lawrence Gordon's wife and daughter are in that room hostage. He just knows there's hostages. Like very um what is it? James Bond when he was fired but he was still doing things <laughs> I don't know I don't watch James Bond I watch Saw have you heard of Saw no, no but that's a kind of a trope with like detective things where it's like the one that's been fired but he still works anyway oh couldn't be me fire me I'm done but anyways um, I've never been fired neither go us well done high five yes Slay. right anyways so we're back in the hostage room <laughs> location B Alison phones her husband while yeah. being held at gunpoint and warns him She's like, don't believe Adam. Adam knows you. Adam knows who you are. Right? And he's like, what? 
So Adam admits then to Dr. Gordon that Tap hired him to spy on him and shares the knowledge of Dr. Gordon's affair with one of his medical students. What? Whom he had visited what? the night he was abducted. Oh! That's good. That's Tracy. So the night Dr. Lawrence Gordon was abducted, he was there for an affair. To be fair, they didn't have sex. He was oh. like, I can't do this. But whatever. He still went with the intentions. So it's just as bad. He comes back down to where he's parked his car. Someone's taking photos on the pig mask. Boom. Oh. That also reminds me of another thing. Oh, never so mind. No, Anyways, it was a Black Mirror episode. Anyway, go oh, on. Rip. Um, so, uh, Dr. Lawrence Gordon connects that the affair is why he's being tested. And Adam finds a photograph of Alison and Diana's kidnapper, who Dr. Gordon immediately recognises as Zepp Hindle, a hospital orderly. Zepp Hindle? Zepp Hindle. So someone who used to work with slash for Dr. Lawrence Gordon is now holding his wife and daughter captive. So then he's like in his mind, okay, Zepp is Jigsaw. Okay. So Zepp moves to murder Alison and Diana at six o'clock because Dr. Gordon's still not slaying Adam, okay? But Alison frees herself. Whoa. I think something got freed within you there. My name's Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I like to reward the listeners. Um, So Alison frees herself and fights him, right? And tap, who's in the room across observing. I can't really see. The wife wife of Dr. Lawrence Gordon is now attacking the kidnapper who's keeping her and her daughter hostage. But this is seen from the ex-police officer across the road. He's like, oh, there's a scuffle. What's happening? So, um... He notices it and he goes in and he saves Alison and Diana before he chases Zepp to the sewers where Zepp is wounded in the chest after a brief fight, right? Yeah. So then Dr. Lawrence Gordon, who's just aware of the gunshots and screams because he's still on the phone uh-huh. and all he's hearing is gunshots thinking his wife and his daughter have been killed. Oh. Um, is stunned and loses sight of his phone. So he saws off his foot in desperation and then shoots Adam with the corpse's gun. So oh. then, immediately after, Zepp enters the bathroom with the intent of murdering Dr. Gordon. But Adam, the photographer, yeah. who has survived the gunshot, plunges oh. him to death with the toilet tank lid. I'm engrossed. It's Sorry. amazing. It's so good. Um, so, Dr. Gordon oh, crawls out of the restroom in search of assistance. He's like, oh, I'll come back for you. As Adam searches Zepp's body for a key, he discovers another tape. Yeah. That proves Zepp was simply another jigsaw victim who followed regulations to receive an antidote for a slow-acting poison in his body. Uh-huh. So many layers. So. So, many, so before I get to the final part, about basically to catch you up, basically Zepp, who we have thought as an audience is jigsaw. Right. Because he's holding the wife and the daughter hostage. Right. He's under a test. Jigsaw has poisoned him with slow-acting poison. And he will only get the antidote if he does what Jigsaw says and kills Dr. Lawrence Gordon if he does not kill Adam by six. Huh. So he's only keeping them hostage to save himself. It's a whole thing, right? So just when you're like, this is so fucked up, what the fuck? Like, I've actually like lost all common sense. It's only Adam in the bathroom and this dead guy in the middle of the floor, right? Picture this. It's like, there's no hope because... Dr. Lawrence Gordon's like, I'll come back for you. I don't like, I'll go get help. We need to get help. And you're like, I don't really trust him because he's just shot you on the chest. But anyways, the corpse in the middle of the room rises and it's revealed to be John Kramer, the true jigsaw killer. John informs Adam that the key to his chain was in the bathtub at the very start of the film and that it had fallen down the drain when Adam initially woke and drained the water. Adam tries to shoot John with Zepp's gun, but John electrocutes him via his chain. As he walks out of the restroom, John declares game over before closing the door and leaving Adam to die. Yeah, and the music, I can hear my it. My eyes are watering. I'm actually emotional. Game over. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's a good story. Well done. It's incredible. This is so amazing. Oh, oh my your face god. feels made there. Oh, oh my um, lord. So... 
questions. <laughs> I opened the floor. Uh- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, oh lord, so what do we think? <laughs> so Dr. Lawrence is alive. Dr. Lawrence Gordon's alive. His wife and kids are alive? Or kid is Wife alive? and kids are alive. Okay. Although, they're never seen again in the whole franchise, and you're sort of like, what? Anyways. Oh. Um, John Kramer is alive. Which I think is the biggest twist because that is the only thing you take for granted in the whole film. That he's dead. That's the only thing you're sure of, that he is dead in the middle of the floor. So oh. <laughs> very everybody gets up, you're like, what? Wow. He has sat there. Asleep. <laughs> what this whole gameplay out above him. I sleep. I slumber nothing. I mean, he must be very uncomfortable. He woke up like, ow. No, but it's amazing because he, he doesn't just get up and start. He, he gets up and does off. this like, cat stretch. <laughs> It's so funny! <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he literally, he goes like, mm, like yoga. And it was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? He peels something off his what face, doesn't he? What the fuck? What is that? Yeah. It's what like prosthetics fuck? of like a blood yeah, of like the issue. The issue. Um, the issue. It's so amazing. What a good film. Um, it's so good. Game over. And I think, let me talk. I'm sort of, like, done with my notes. That was all I needed to actually be, like, word perfect on. So the rest is my exploration of song. Um, so I think... Laptop shot. Wow. I think... I can't do that. That this <laughs> came... The idea for song, and the sort of need for song came from... The horror and the fear surrounding 9-11. You don't want to talk about 9-11? I think it came from the idea that <laughs> if you do something <laughs> so awful yeah. to people, then they surely have the right to do something even worse back to you. Oh, interesting. I think it came from that idea, eye for an eye. Iraq. Iraq war. war. I think it's very inspired by that. Oh, we talked about this, didn't we? About the torture. We did in the torture porn episode where oh, I talked can't... a little bit about Saw. Oh, I forgot what you called Anyway. Um, the photos. Yes, of the Iraqi um, prisoners. prisoners being tortured and murdered and the Americans standing posing with their corpses and stuff like that. Have you seen them? Yeah. They're very disturbing. Mm-hmm. It is one of the I don't know few you, things I wish I hadn't seen. And they smile yeah. as they take the photos. Fucked up. I hope they're all dead. Hope they're in a saw trap. Put them in the brazen bull, bitch. They're not, but it's crazy. I think they're alive. I think they're alive. No, they are. And like their names are out there. They're forever. Like good, handsome forever. That's it. Fucking true. It's despicable. But then what I sort of think is, are they conditioned into thinking that's okay when they're in the army? I don't. Probably. I have a lot of, a lot of questions about it, which I guess is another can of worms. But I feel like from that thinking and Black from Mirror that episode again. Sorry. Who episode? The Black Mirror episode again. Where what episode is it? The one where they have the chips in their brain that makes them see all these civilians as like zombies and they shoot them and then it stops working at like towards the end and they realise that they've been shooting like civilians this whole time. I haven't seen it. Oh. Have I? I don't know. Is it the Black Mirror episode where it's like some guy does like Nazi stuff or something? It's not pretty good. Like no. Blurred out in red and you can't see him when you walk past him and you can't hear him. That's, that's White Bear. No, it's not White that's Bear. Not that's White, uh, White Christmas. Yeah. Anyway. I could do a fucking Black Mirror series at this point. <laughs> Every episode, I something comes up about so horror. It's very horror-linked, actually, I'm realising. Everything in life tropes. is horror, and do you know what it is? It's because, because horror doesn't need to be this massive, baroque, like, over-the-top, exaggerated, absurd, this scary is thing. <laughs> horror is something that can literally make the audience uncomfortable. That's what horror is. 
Sorry, I just said it's your dad. It's because somebody moved outside. Oh, it's my people, dad. No, people who are listening are like, what? Somebody moved outside. It's Jordan's dad. Anyway. What yes. do you mean? We're in the saw bathroom. There is no window. Remember the end of the Matilda episode, was it? <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are like, wow, this is lower now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I talked Sorry, about that. And I want to... No, you just like lost, made me lose my train of thought. Almost I'm like that so saw sorry. trap when that guy has been spreading shit, and he has he's hung in front of a train by his tongue. What? Uh-huh. I don't remember this. I think it's like saw four, five, six, seven. <laughs> that era. Maybe it's the new ones. No, it is. It's either Spiral or Jigsaw. It's one of them two. Oh. And basically, he's in front of like a train in New York, and he has to rip his tongue out to get away from the train. Otherwise, the train like flattens him. flat into him. Oh my god. And it's awful because he just gets his tongue out like seconds before the train, so the train obviously hits him still, but it's a good scene. <laughs> Might have to watch. Might have to watch. Um, or should we talk about some of your favourite chats or is yeah. it after? No, let's talk about them now because all I want to sort of cover for the rest of the episode is the sort of legacy of Saw, the sort of tropes and what it caused, and I want to talk a wee bit about um, what tracks we took. Okay. So my favourite Saw Traps. <laughs> saw Traps, I think, I like the ones that aren't the most... I'm not saying aren't the most grotesque. For what what I look for in a Saw Traps, how I'll word it. Go for it. Sorry, I was about to say, do you like uh, whenever... It's very creative like that, where like he takes the, what, they're, um, mm-hmm. what they're in there for and creates a trap very specific yes. to that. And they mix it so... It's like, oh, he's so creative. That's what I like the yeah. most. Uh-huh. Because it's like, as awful as it is, like, you shouldn't be in a jigsaw trap for self-harming. But um, that was yeah, so creative. Like, drug you slit your addiction. wrist once. Yeah. Jigsaw makes you slit your whole body to escape. <laughs> right. He says, razor wire, you like that, don't you? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I really like that sort of that sort of uh, stuff. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to talk about my favourite sort of traps now. Okay. Um, I think one of my favourite ones is... It's in Saw 3. Um, and I think it's known... Um, colloquially within the fandom it's known as um, the pig shit vat Um, you know the one basically um, we follow the story of this man whose um, son was tragically killed in a car accident um, from a drink driver Uh and his sort of trial is that he's never learned how to forgive and he seeks vengeance on everyone so Jigsaw actually gives him the opportunity of vengeance on everyone and his sort of trial in order to save his child Mm-hmm. It's how it's worded as we twist at the end. There's always a twist at the end of all. Um, oh, mm-hmm. he's not dead. He's two kids. The other oh. one's being held hostage, and he doesn't know. Jigsaw's um, logic doesn't really work off. <laughs> I think it kind of works. Personally, okay. You... But um, because mm. the new film's adding lore, which we didn't have before. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, wow, like it gives him more of a valid reason. Anyways, um. <laughs> It's basically, the judge is strapped on to this bottom of this big vat, this big tank of, sh- like, nothing at the minute. And basically what the man has to do is burn all of his child's possessions, his dead son's teddy bears, to get the key from the furnace to let the judge out. Otherwise the judge will be drowned in, like, what you call that? Ground? Ground meat. Like, ground shit, dead um, pigs. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. That's ugly, disgusting. It's like gory, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Interesting. It's actually vile to watch. <laughs> um, another one of my favorites. I think just because does, does he does it work? Does he? He saves him. Okay. I mean, that, well, as we say, he saves him, and then <laughs> the next trap, he shoots him, and like in a weird way. Is Basically, it? it's like you have to like he has to take a gun for the guy who killed him. Otherwise, the guy who killed his son will be like crucified, like a twisty thing. Um, but then he like bends his arm so that the bullet hits the judge instead of him. Oh, ordeal. And then that's Saw 3. That's when he goes and kills Jigsaw. Not realising that Jigsaw's heart monitor is linked to a bomb strapped around his wife's neck. So if Jigsaw's heart flatlines, his wife's head fucking explodes. Idiot. Does it happen? Yeah, so he shoots Jigsaw. And kills him. And then he's like, oh, and then the wife's head goes, (laughs) Yeah. It's not how Jigsaw dies. Yeah. He doesn't even die from cancer. No. And then, in Jigsaw's chest, is a tape recorder. So he pulls out the tape recorder, and it's like, Law, your other daughter, your son, whatever gender it was, your daughter, hidden, you'll never find her now. <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh my god. It's fucked up, but I love it for that. 
it's a family drama. It's almost like think of EastEnders. Yeah. Who meets Jack the Ripper? I was yeah. dying, and I love that. Mm. Um, I think one of my least favorite. Far off, actually. Whenever it's, the train it's comes crashing, the soap opera. <laughs> That's what I love about Saw. Like I can look past the torture porn era of it and just really get into the actual story because it's so amazing. Uh-huh. Like take out the traps and shit, just have it as a kidnapping. It still works. Mm. Obviously, the traps add to it and they make it what it is. Yes, but. It's still, it's still such a solid script. It's truly amazing. Any questions? <laughs> questions about the film? Um, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to think of traps I've seen. Personally. Let's talk traps. Um, there's the heroin addict, isn't there? Amanda. The, That's Amanda Young. In the Pit of Needles? Mm-hmm. Plant. That's Amanda. Plant? She's a plant, yeah. What? She's a plant, yeah. What type of plant? She's an apprentice of Jigsaw. A monstera oblica? No, she's an apprentice of Jigsaw and she's put in to make sure everything goes okay. Okay. She's a plant, yet she's still doing the traps? Well, because she, she's not meant to be in the pit. She gets thrown into the pit by one of the other people. Oh. Because like someone has to win. He's like, you. And he's like a big henchman, so he just throws her in. Oh. Which is really interesting because you only learn that really in retrospect. She's a plant, so like whenever she's in the pit, she's like, ah! She's like, not only screaming because of the pain of being in a pit of dirty needles that are literally stabbing her skin, but she's also screaming like, that- oh my god, I shouldn't be here. Oh, right, yeah. And I could die. But it's also like, Amanda, dirty yeah. needles. They're really dirty. Yeah, they're stinking. Well, you could just you die. Think you think Jigsaw time that? to sterilize? Jigsaw's busy? I know, but like, you could actually die from Man that. Man has sort of- a brain tumor. But it's almost like, Oh, he oh, busy? Yeah, I know. He has a lot of fucking time on his hands. Doesn't have no time. He's busy and occupied. Anyway, but that just seems like kind of unfair because if you get stabbed with dirty needles, you can die from other things. Complications. Yeah, but not within the next 15 minutes. I know, but... I th- so you okay, you're not really... Whatever, and then you'll go to hospital and they'll be like, you actually have hepatitis B. And you're going to die. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> I love sauce. I love um, I love you. Sorry. I'm trying to think of any traps that made me squirm. Do you want to know the origins of Billy the Puppet? Yeah, tell me. Billy the Puppet was crafted by John Kramer, who is Jigsaw, who is the dead guy at the start. A.K.A. 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 Um, basically, he made Billy the Puppet for his son, who his wife, Jill, was pregnant with. But Jill worked in a mental health ward in the hospital, and one day a patient went poof! With the door on her belly, miscarried, no baby. So John has this puppet, and he's like, "What to do with this puppet?" It's a, apart it's from murder a creepy puppet. It's always like, but like, <laughs> there's no getting around. It's fucked up looking. I think it's nice. It's I'm not a kid's puppet, in my opinion. What's a kid's puppet? Something Annabelle, like, Robert the doll, Punch and Judy. They're kind of creepy looking, but not as abusive creepy. as well. No, what Punch and Judy? Oh yeah, does he beat her? Yeah, are they not famous for like domestic abuse? I don't know, but I mean... They're, they're puppets, but you know, I think that's what they symbolised. Punch and Judy. Think of it like that. <laughs> think of it like that. Think of it like Punch that. Judy. Punch Judy. No. Punch and Judy. Abusive husband and Judy. I think they both beat each other. <laughs> I don't think it's valid. No, it's not. Um, um, I um, love Saw. So let me tell you about the legacy. Right, so basically okay. Saw came out, instant hit. Obviously we know it literally made 100% its thing. Not yes. 100%, 100% of its... 100% times. Yeah. Literally. That's like me giving you a quid. You give me 100. <laughs> That's 3.7. That's two. True? I meant to say not two. That's two. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so true. That, it obviously made a quid. And obviously, from the success, what did we not learn from the 90s in horror? If it does well, make it a sequel. Well, but I like room it for two. Saw. Yeah. So we have Saw 2 the next year. Then we have Saw 3. Then we have Saw 4. Then we have then Saw, Saw 5. Then, then we have Saw 6, the final chapter. That was a lie. <laughs> Saw 6 was 3D. Saw 7, final chapter. Yeah. Then we have yeah. a little break for a while. Yeah. We do the whole 10-year anniversary yeah. of Saw. We love that. And then we get... We is get it, it's Jigsaw. Jigsaw. We get Jigsaw <laughs> from the book of Saw. Right. And then we get Spiral, Spiral. the legacy of Saw. Uh-huh. And then we're back to Saw 10, which takes place in between Saw 1 and 2. Mm. But Seesaw's 1 through 7, they all came out just just before Halloween every year. Every year? Every single year. Jesus. 
Seven years of like I, I listened to this really interesting podcast. Not to steer listeners away, I listened to it when you're done with this series. But um, it's called Seeing Saul. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a podcast about Saul, and I see it. Um, I see it during the front of me. Um, and it's really insightful and there were basically like there was interviews and stuff like that with like some of the creatives from uh, Saw like okay. from all the films and it was really really insightful and they were basically saying that um, you know they would make the film they would wrap it up it would be in the editing room as the film's in the editing room they're already sending around drafts of the next Saw they're doing press finalising the script they finish press the movie comes out they're straight into filming the next Saw then <laughs> wrap that and it's just like that like that once they wrap filming the next saw then boom drafts for the next one in a way it's, it's like, like that a full time job to, to, to be in to have a full time job mm-hmm. for the next decade of your life mm-hmm. um, and you know they survived lawsuits they survived the lawsuits it was a whole thing it was a whole thing basically Dr. Lawrence Gordon's actor I can't even remember his name I'm sorry I'm not I don't care um, Dr. Lawrence Gordon's actor was basically promised 1% of the net income from the producers of the film. He didn't get that. He was only paid, I think it was like 2700 or something for the film. In um, royalties? In, like, or in the actual... What? The royalties wasn't what much more, so he was like livid. He was like, hate this. Um, but then it was settled in court and they were on like bad terms for a bit, but then he came back, saw five. Oh. Surprised his role, so it's and fine he... now. Not yet. Okay, not... Is there rumours? Heavily rumoured, heavily speculated. That he's but back again, so I probably didn't pick that up. I don't know if it's delusion from the fans that he'll be back in Saw 10, but he has to be, I mean, because he was in Saw 1 and Saw, he's in Saw 1 Saw 10 and takes place, it's like Saw 1.5 and he oh. has to be. It takes place in between Saw 1 and Saw 2. That's why Amanda's there, that's why Tobin Bell, might not be in the Lord trapper. Legend and Sailor. Sailor? I called him a Sailor, I meant to say Saviour. Saviour. He's back and it's gonna be really good. As- Okay, let's manifest it. I'm really excited. I think you'll see it. You know, it comes out next month. What? No. September? Oh my god. What? Saturday comes out next month. Ah! <laughs> That's exciting. Oh my god. Oh, he's having a moment. No, because... I know Sautan comes out in September. Yeah. And I know it's August, but I've never put those two things together. Sautan comes out next month. 26th, what date is it now? The 10th. 10th. We have a month and 16 days. Ooh, you figured that out. Maths! Wasn't that hard. That's fun, exciting. I don't know who I'm going to see it with. Me. Fly back. Wait, when's... Yeah. I want to go to Midnight Rallies. I fucking love Saw. Oh, I'm so excited. My goosey bumps are all student standing and stuff like that. I student love it. Stand, so yeah, obviously Saw, very, very successful, very famous, very big, very good, very fun. Yeah. Uh, and I love Saw. Oh, I meant to ask you about something. What would you like to ask me about? You, you just asked me to ask you about blood drive. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Yes. So, basically, for context to why okay. Theo's not asking me, I pick up Theo and bring him to my studio. And we record. Mikasa. And then I drive him home afterwards. But basically, in the car, I was like, oh, remind me to talk about this because I didn't put it in the script. I was running low on time. Okay. Sorry. I'm a busy man. I'm yeah. sort of a John Kramer myself. Without murdering, I just make cappuccinos. But, um, <laughs> So, Blood Drives, Saw Blood Drives, it was this excellent marketing campaign for the first few movies where basically, if you gave blood at a designated Saw Blood Drive, you would then, in exchange for your blood, get free tickets to see Saw. (laughs) What? Okay. I read some stupid statistic, but it was literally hundreds of... And hundreds of thousands of people in America have been saved because of blood donations from Saul's Blood Drive. That's great. Well done. Incredible. That's really good marketing. It's really good marketing. But also think of this. They've done that whole Blood Drive. So many hundreds of thousands of people went to it. Yeah. So their totals don't even count into the 100 million they made. Because it's free. But like, it's still amazing. It's really incredible. And I love to see horror being used for good in the world. Yeah, not for all bad. No. <laughs> oh, I remember good. I was telling my brother, my younger brother Lucas, yes. about the blood drives a few weeks back. Uh-huh. Um, when I was like in the pits of my research for Saw. And he was like, did they use it for the films? <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, no! Uh, just, maybe. Imagine no. like using real human blood for the trucks. Stink out. Would it? I yeah. never smelt blood before. And I imagine it would dry really quick. Yeah, and you'd have to like, it wouldn't stop bleeding, but like whenever I cut, I cut my finger last week. It was a whole thing. Went to hospital, stitched all that. Um, whenever I cut my finger, 
Yeah. Like, literally, by the time I cut it to the time, literally, like, 14 seconds, whatever, by the time I actually went into the back in the kitchen to wash it, it was already dried down my hand. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how quick blood drives. Yeah, drives. Blood drives. drives. Blood drives. Blood drives. Sounds like a new Detroit is yet, so. Open in blood drive. <laughs> I'm about oh. to bleed, I'm about to bleed, I'm about to bleed, I'm about to bleed. I'm about Um, so there's that. I love Saw. And I feel like Saw... This will make sense to older listeners. I don't think it will make sense to younger ones. I feel okay. like... With horror, because it is such a linear genre almost. Not in terms of the subgenres, but in, in terms of the timeline. You know, when stuff evolves, like CGI and storytelling yeah. and interests and themes and stuff like that. I feel like Saw was very much my era of horror. Okay. You know, if I was asking my parents about it, they'd probably say Nightmare on Elm Street, Exorcist, that sort of stuff. Exorcist? But old for them? My uncle loves The Exorcist. I know what He was telling me the other day about he went to a midnight screening of it in the Queen's Film Theatre. When? And it was like our age. Like came out like 70... Yeah, but they still done it because it was banned in so many places you couldn't actually watch it when it came out. Oh, so it was like like years later. Yeah. Oh, years later. Okay. They'd be like 10 years later and they'd be like, oh my god, Exorcist. Um, which is good for marketing, not having a film release all at once. Bad for budget, but good for marketing. <laughs> Very bad. Um, <laughs> so oh, he dies. Tell me about that. But I feel like, yes. Director. Rip. Rip. Ripper. I don't know he's still alive, to be fair. It was a while ago. He was quite old. Yeah. He was like 96, wasn't he? Good for him. Still People are dying at 96. Couldn't be me. Um, oh, was the Queen not 96? That's what I thought... And then I thought there was other people as well, but I forgot. Maybe she was 98. Alexa. Hey, Siri. How old was Queen Elizabeth when she died? Siri doesn't listen. All you do is not listen. My Siri doesn't listen when I say that. Anyway. Um, sorry, I, I need to know this now. Okay. 96. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she was ninety six. It was the director of The Exorcist. <laughs> Parallel coincidence. <laughs> I could have done a deep dive in The Exorcist. I love The Exorcist. I know lots. There's a lot to talk about with that. Should I just do another deep dive every week until we get bored of it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Next week, Saw too. I'm joking. Um. So yeah, I just saw for that reason. You know when you like you're listening to interviews and you're watching interviews with directors and actors. Usually horror, I do. So I don't know if it's like a vague thing, but they like they'll talk about when they were younger, and they were like at sleepovers, and it was like, oh my god, should we watch it? No, we shouldn't. Like, oh my god, let's do it. That's how I watched Saw. Saw was that for me? Yeah, same. It was like because it was like the most fucked up horror movie you could like. Well, from our minds, yeah, could have watched. So it was like, oh, should we watch it? Be really ballsy and and watch it. And we did. Yeah, I remember having a sleepover. I'm not saying who it is. Um, but I was having a sleepover and we were like, oh, I don't know what I saw. And we were like, yeah, yeah. 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 I genuinely, I think I was literally like eight or nine <gasps> and watching Saw. And oh my God. I remember my mate was like, like, turn off. Like, I can't, no, like, turn off. Like, I'm not watching, I'm not watching. I was so enthralled in the story that I was like, no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want to know what happens to I was like, no, but does he find out that Zep isn't actually Jigsaw? I was like, what's, what's this? I was so invested. the first one. I mean, um, should have. I just, I really love Saw. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a type of cinema I like. Story focused, not money focused. Yeah. And I like the psychology of it. Jigsaw's not a murderer. He gives people the choice between life or death. He's almost oh. he almost acts as this sort of. I mean, um, I'll not stick up for him. This sort of purgatorial <laughs> figure. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Okay. Um, he plays. Like, he plays brain. God. Oh yeah. He plays God. That's good. And that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, because you still sympathise with him because he has a brain tumor, <laughs> and his child he has a brain was. Tumor. We better feel sorry. His wife for miscarried. You know he's having struggles at home. You, you feel for him, even okay. though he's a narcissistic twat who's murdering people. Yeah, but you, you feel for him, and that's kind of exciting. I'll, I'll leave it with that's that. You. <laughs> that's you. I see that's myself. In Get the fuck out! There's a moth. There's a moth girl in our jigsaw toilet. Um. So that is saw. That's my thoughts on saw. Yeah. Um. 
I really love it. I love them all equally. No, I don't. I love some more than others. What's your least Saw favorite? What's your most favorite? Don't do that. <laughs> My most favorite Saw three. Okay. I'll tell you that. So yeah, um, I'll leave you that. But Saw three, your favorite. Yeah. Before we go, I would like. Is there a little hint? Oh, sorry, you have something. Oh no. Um. So your least favorite, you think, is Spiral? Do you say? I didn't say that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay, never mind that. Um, my favorite is Saw Three. Okay, that's fine. I don't have a favorite because I haven't watched them all, <laughs> which I'm annoyed about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just it's, it's almost it's literally been over a year since we sat in my bedroom in Stratton in London. It's and I held that box set and you didn't take it upon yourself to watch them all. I just like I don't know how I feel about it. Like torture porn movies is I've never a torture porn movie episode. I'm gonna sneeze. You better sneeze. <laughs> Whoa! Bless you. Jigsaw possessed me. I want to play, play a game. game. So um. But watch them. Okay, yeah, excited for Saw Ten. Um, I, I probably will watch that one. I'm actually. really excited for Saw Ten. I'll probably watch it a few times. <laughs> uh-huh. I I just like noticing little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rewarding. It's one of those series that really rewards its fans and really rewards. Like I'm, I'm in a few Saw Facebook groups. It's kind of sad. I don't care. Okay. I'm in quite a few Facebook groups and Saw, and there's still people being like, oh, "I've just discovered this," and everyone's like, "Oh, oh. lore!" <laughs> it's kind of exciting. Um, <laughs> really good films, and it's iconic. Yeah. Always will be. Always will be. They got Jigsaw. All right. Not yeah. the film, the character. Uh, so yeah, before we go, a few things. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. At one, number one, and a half gays. Yes. Um, let us know what you think. We, you can actually rate this show. Yes, you can um, rate it now. On Spotify. Can you rate it on Apple Music? I don't know, probably. Apple Maybe. Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Can you rate there? Can you rate on I Amazon think you Music? can rate on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. Audible? Can you rate on Audible? We're there too. I'm sure you can. We... Everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's a gay. There's a gay. And there's a half to fall. Um. Yeah. I've been Jordan. Theo. And before you go, Theo. What? I was wondering if you can give us a little hint about what your deep dive will be into next week. Don't give it all away. But just give us something to ponder the minds on. I am your mother! <laughs> You're doing that on Megan Trainer. Yeah. She is scary, to be fair. Yeah. I'm doing it. I Ooh, am your mother. Spy Kids. No, I'm doing it on um, Megan Trainer, and then also doing it on the Jennifer Lopez. Actually, it's a horror movie. I was going to make a joke, but it's Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. 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 Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.